This last week while driving home on our family vacation, we drove through Bishop, California. Now, no offense to Bishop, but it's not exactly paradise. Its main saving grace may be that it's near to Mount Whitney and Yosemite and Mammoth Mountain. What is Bishop, California known for? Mules. It is called the mule or ass capital of the world, and I'm using the old King James version of ass there. Bishop even has a Mule Days Parade, and the last time that I was in Bishop, or the only time prior to this last week that I was in Bishop, was when I was in middle school. I was there to march in the Mule Days Parade with the Hidden Valley Middle School Marching Band. I played trumpet 27 years ago. So, driving through Bishop last Thursday, I had one of those kind of deja vu moments that I've been here before as we were driving through there. And in the nostalgic deja vu moment, I I started to think about middle school and the Hidden Valley Middle School marching band. I remember that we, as a part of the marching band, we were required to memorize two sayings that from time to time we would have to say in unison while we were in formation. One of them was a definition to the word pride. The band director, Mr. Rixford, he would ask us as we were all in formation, what is pride? And all of us together would say it is a justifiable appreciation of one's worth, abilities, and high ideals. 27 years later, I I still remember that. Now, there are other definitions for pride. And as a Christian and as a pastor, there is something of kind of like a, a grimacing response to the word pride. We have a reaction to pride because pride can be bad. It can be a terrible vice. But when in the right context and understood in the right way, it may not be so bad. That is, if your pride is a justifiable appreciation of your worth, abilities, and high ideals. The ancient Greeks had dozens of sayings that they lived by, sacred maxims. There were actually almost 150 of them, and chief among these sacred maxims, the most celebrated of them, was Gnothai Seauton, Know Thyself. I think I've mentioned this before on this channel. Know Thyself is something of a rallying cry even today, in the 21st century, here in the West, but not in the same way that it was some 24 centuries ago in Greece. We use it as something of a mantra that we should get to know who we really are and that we should live according to our truest identity. We love the idea of self-realization and self-actualization, but that wasn't exactly the way that the Greek sages thought of Gnothai Seauton. For them, it was more of an inducement to humility. If you were living in the right fashion, according to this celebrated maxim, then you would have a proper view of who you are. You knew your strengths and you knew your weaknesses. And you would live in such a virtuous manner so as to strengthen your weaknesses and to be humble in your strengths. This way of understanding Nothai Seauton comes into focus when you find that the other two most celebrated Greek maxims were nothing to excess and surety brings ruin. A good pride is a justifiable sense of your worth, ability, and values. A humble assessment of who you are and who you aren't. A proper understanding of what you can and cannot do. I'd suggest that this is something that is missing in 21st century Western culture, especially here in the United States. 
What's more, a lack of a proper rule of life in this way is one of the things that is contributing to instability in our culture, an instability that could lead to a great downfall. That's right, a downfall. Read a little bit of history and you'll see that it's entirely plausible. Maybe you've played the game Jenga before, you know, the game where you've got all the blocks and you kind of take from the bottom and put on the top. And right before the tower falls, it begins to totter and you keep pulling at the foundations and placing more weight on the top until the structure can no longer support the weight. That's kind of how things are going in our culture right now. Before I left for vacation, I said that when I returned, we'd pick back up with the reading plan through the New Testament and we'd be at 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And I said that there are a couple of verses in 2 Corinthians 3 that stand out to me. A long time ago, I took a biblical counseling course that required a long list of verses to be memorized. And two of those verses that I memorized at that time were from this chapter where we read this. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as being of ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us able ministers, sufficient ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Kind of the same concept as the ancient Greek maxim, know thyself. A humble acceptance that we, in and of ourselves, are insufficient. We're lacking. Lacking in what? Well, all kinds of things. Righteousness, strength, wisdom, patience, grace, honesty, humility, self-control, all kinds of things. But though we are insufficient in and of ourselves, God provides us with enabling ability and power as we seek and submit to him. Our sufficiency is from God. He enables us. He gives us strength where we are weak. He gives us wisdom where we are foolish. He can provide patience when we are lacking. And I think that's really good news. So what do we need to do? Well, accept and acknowledge your insufficiency and ask for his enabling power, his enabling help. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.